Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. Because uh, I, I felt like all the trials that these young people have gone through, nobody knows. And while I stood there, I felt like the glory just hit me and told me, look at, look at what I've done with their lives. Especially, you don't know their stories. Their stories are awesome. Awesome. And they come from awesome families. And none of them were born in the church. They were born here when they got saved, but they weren't born in church. And thank God that they weren't born in church. Sounds weird, huh? But it's the truth. At least they got to find out what the world was, that it can't bring no satisfaction. Remind me of those Rolling Stone songs, I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, because the world doesn't satisfy you. Only Jesus satisfies you. And to see the young people serving God like that just touches my heart. Such is my heart. Well, good morning. Hallelujah. So good to be with you. I have a word for you today, and I think it's going to make an impact in you, and I'm going to take my time because I feel it's so important for you. The Word of God is so important. Tell your neighbor, the Word of God is so important, neighbor. <clears throat> and I'll be reading out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. <clears throat> Chapter 4, and we'll be looking at verse 16, 17, and 18. And I'm calling this word, I'm calling it the weight of glory. The weight of glory. Everybody wants to be what they want to be in the Lord, but nobody wants to pay the price. They want the glory without the weight of glory. The only way you get glory is by pain, by going through things. How many here have ever gone through things? How many still go through things? And I'm telling you, it's the best thing that we could ever go through because now we have a purpose, and the purpose is Jesus adding his glory, adding his glory. How many have that verse? Verse 16, for this cause we faint not. But though the outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is for a moment, worketh out for us a far more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. While we see not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for the power of the Holy Spirit that is here this morning. I give you praise and I give you glory because you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Abraham went through it and Jacob went through it and Isaac went through it. And we just want to praise you because if they've been through it, we can go through it too. 
Thank you, my Father, for this glory that I feel in this place. In Jesus' name, release your glory upon your people. Amen and amen. Let's think about this, the weight of glory. Let's think about Nehemiah. And if you read Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, you'll find out that Nehemiah was a faithful young man there serving the king. You could say that he was serving the cup for the king. He would taste the wine before it ever get to the king. He would taste any drink before it ever get to the king. And he was there faithfully, but his heart was in Jerusalem. He wanted to find out how Jerusalem was doing. And finally, a messenger came by. But before that, he was doing his job with all his heart, and he loved it. He was just thanking God that he had that little ministry going and helping the king. And then word comes, and he tells him, uh, how's Jerusalem? He says, it's in ruins. It's in ruins. It's, it's totally destroyed. And from a regular job, this is the way God works. From doing your duty at work, all of a sudden, you can get a word from someone. And all of a sudden, you're going to feel that you've been destroyed on the inside because now you're carrying a burden. The burden was to go back to, Jeru to Jerusalem and to go redo the walls. He was never the same. When God touches you, you will never be the same. When God puts something inside of you, you will never be in, in the same because he, you will always carry it. He carried it and carried it and finally went to the king and says, King, the king told him, why are you so sad, Nehemiah? Your countenance is full of sadness. The king had discernment. What's going on with you? He says, well, I just got word that Jerusalem was all tore up and the walls are down. And he says, well, what do you need from me? He says, what I need is if you could give me the permission to go and start building. He says, I'll give you more than that. I will give you all the material that you need and a set of men that will protect you and you will go with my blessing. But he was never the same. When God places a burden on you, you're never the same. And let me tell you something. If you've been called, if you've been called to teach, if you've been called to preach, if, you call, if you've been called just to sit in the services and, and help me and pay your tithe and do whatever you do in the kingdom of God, let me tell you something, that will fulfill the burden that you have inside of you. Because that burden is, burden is born by God. It's not yours. It was given birth by God. Come on, somebody, because some of you are sitting here and some of you feel a burden of certain things and God said, I'm going to fulfill that burden. I'm going to get you to that place and you're going to see that God's going to do great things in your life. Sometimes it takes time. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it takes time, neighbor. Time because sometimes we're so full of speed that we have no patience in prayer. We're so full of speed that we have no patience in prayer. So God wants to do something beautiful inside of our lives. This man's life, Nehemiah, was never the same. Keep in mind, glory is made out of trouble. Say it with me. Glory is made out of trouble. Say it again. Glory You see, you can't have glory without going through trouble. Many people don't want the trouble, and that's the very thing that brings you the glory. 
This is why 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 says, For I light afflictions, it's but for a moment, work it out for, uh, uh, in, for us a far more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, work it for us a far more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Wow. What a heavy statement the Apostle Paul is making. That glory comes through affliction. How many of you have ever been afflicted? Some, how many of you ever have had a husband that is rude and ugly in his character? And uh, there's a few, a few of my amens now. Hallelujah. So, so the man is, is, is not a perfect man, but the Lord put him there for you, lady, because God's going to do a work in his life, but he's also perfecting you. He's perfecting you. If you can ask God to turn that man around, that man will become the glory of the house. Don't ever think that that man will never come in. He will come in. But it's going to take you working for God to make him a better man. The same way with a woman. A woman can be demon-possessed too. <laughs> Let me switch this gear. <laughs> if you see a woman that's all destroyed and she's got attitudes and she's got all this crazy stuff in her, you have to take, a you have to take the time because you've Learn what affliction is all about. And now you're going to take all your experience and you're going to be very patient with this lady, kind to this lady, taking her step by step until she makes it into the glory. And when she makes it into the glory, she's going to turn around and say, baby, I am so glad that you were patient with me because I was demon-possessed and now I got a halo, hallelujah. The same way with the man. You, the man's going to tell you, sister, thank you so much because you've been so good to me. You didn't yell at me. You treated me properly. You gave me to eat. And you showed me what Jesus was all about. And that is what affected me. Come on, give Jesus a clap. <laughs> So sometimes you think that people just change automatically. Let me tell you something. It takes a testimony that has been through a lot of trouble that begins to build an individual and bring them into wholeness before God. And we need more people like that because for our light afflictions, working out a much better results is what he's saying. Much better results. So you might be looking at somebody and say, man, he's perfect. Let's take Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was a young man that could not work or walk properly. And one day the servant took him and he carried him. And as he's, uh, he's running, all of a sudden he trips and Mephibosheth ends up from his waist down cripple. Cripple. And then time went by and David said, is there a son of Solomon here that I can bless? And the scripture says that somebody pointed him out. And they went there and they picked him up, a crippled young man, picked him up and came to the house of the king. 
and he's sitting at the king's table. Sometimes you think that people don't go through anything because things are just hiding things, hiding their cripple, crippleness, and they're hiding it because he's sitting at the table. And they look at him and they say, man, he looks good on that table. Yeah, but you haven't seen that he's crippled. He is crippled. And sometimes we come in crippled. And let me tell you something. Jesus can take a crippled individual and turn his whole life around and put him in the king's table. Put him in the king's table and blessing his life because he's gone through stuff and God just has a man there to place him to eat in the house of a king. Wow. Look at Ruth. Ruth was an amazing lady. Her husband died. And one day she is over there picking up, you know, little food that she can get out of the trees. And guess who walks by? Boaz. Boaz. Boaz was the king. He took a look at her and he kind of liked her. Come on, man. You take a look, you might like somebody. If you're not married, well, if you're married, don't look. But if you're not married, go ahead and look. And in his heart, he says to the people that were there in the field, he says, put a little extra food there so she could pick up some seed or some food that you're picking. Just leave it there for her. Give her an extra, extra dose. And Boaz, they left that extra dose there. And she picked it up real kindly. And later on, Boaz took her as his own wife. You never know what's going to happen in your affliction. In the worst time of your life, you never know how God is going to give you a blessing through a person that knows God and knows how to treat you. So God rewards her in her affliction. I don't know about you, but I've had my afflictions. I've had my cries. I've had my thing, my, my pity parties. How many have ever had a pity party? Nobody's listening, but God's listening. You're having your pity party. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to cry. And you just have your pity parties. You're afflicted. But God always comes in to give you his glory. Give you his glory to pick you up and release strength in your life to get you into a better place so you can bloom there and you can help others like he helped you. See, glory will not rest on, on just you, but it'll, 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 it'll be on your shoulders, that glory. Because that glory gives you strength when you come out of your affliction. I don't know about you, I've been weak, I've been down, I've been kicked over, I've been, all these 50 years, I've gone through little things that nobody knows, and big things that I've gone through, but I've always seen the glory of God come to me and just pick me up and put me in a place where he wants me and protects me and gives me more glory. I got a feeling that some of you are about to receive a double dose of the Holy Ghost. I believe that God's going to pick you up today and he's going to make you into a better person. Ladies, you're not defeated. God's about to do the biggest miracle in your house you've ever did see. You think that your husband could never change. Let me tell you something. He could change and he's going to change because you're accepting him the way he is and he is listening. Hallelujah. He is listening. 
Glory, hallelujah, always will rest on your shoulders. Because you're designed to go give people what they need. People what they need. You see, once you know that you've been arrogant, that you've been proud, you will never go back to that place again. Because you don't like it. But you will stay as a brand new person connecting to God and helping others that are going through their afflictions. Because the ball says it this way, for our light afflictions, is, which is but for a moment, worketh out for us more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Picture this. Affliction is a cup. It's a cup. Let's say this is the cup. It's a cup. Affliction is a cup. And affliction comes to you and it afflicts you. It could be anger. It could be all kinds of stuff. It afflicts you. But the Bible says that it's for a moment if you let it move in your life. And when you see it and you expose it for what it is and the power of God exposes it, it's no longer, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have any power because you got the other one called glory. You got affliction, you got glory. And when you got glory, when you got glory, the affliction has to go because it's not weighing you down no more. You can actually be a, what do you call those things? Uh, a scale. You can be a scale that is evenly run. It's not taking you over. So affliction is good for you. Because sometimes, some of us have bad tempers. How many here, don't lift up your hand. You have a bad temper. You have a bad temper. And your wife knows it. And your children know it. But if your wife is skillful, she will bring you into a scale in prayer and take care of you and bring you into a balanced area where you're able to balance yourself. And pretty soon you become the king of the house. Because you had a good wife that takes care of you. Glory is powerful. You see, affliction can keep you for 40 days in the wilderness. The Israelis were there 40 years in the wilderness. Having to learn that they didn't have to live the way they used to live. In slavery. And God had patience with them. God has no problem with time. It took 40 years. God has no trouble with time. Matter of fact, you might think that he's taking a long time. God has no problem in taking care of you. Some of us were stupid for a long time. Come on, say somebody, say amen. Because we we were drinking that stupid juice. We drank it enough. Well, we don't want to drink it no more. God is not getting old. God is not getting tired. God knows exactly when he's going to take over your life. But he's building you. He's building you as you go into your journey. He is building you without you even knowing. Because you are the container. Say with me, I am the container. Some of us don't have anything in our container. So God has to pour because all we've had was 
negative stuff, but he has to pour in good stuff in us in order to fill up the container. If you can realize that I'm a container and that God's filling me up, it, it might take time for me to get, get the change, but God's filling me up because his glory is all over me, but I'm going through afflictions, I'm going through this madness inside of me, but the glory is starting to take over my life, and pretty soon I am filled, not with ugly stem, I am filled with the glory of God because the glory of God has more power than any negative thing that is out there. So God is building you. God is building you. And he takes his time building you. And he knows exactly what he wants to do. I was thinking of when we started the ministry a long time. The first soul that I reached, his name was Joe Garcia from El Monte. I had my VW van. I had Angel with me and Stella had her. And I said to Joe, get in the van, bro. You, you look lost. And he says, okay. I said, are you hungry? He says, I'm hungry. I said, okay. Let's go to In-N-Out. So we went to In-N-Out. And I told Stella, you got any money? He said, no, I ain't got no money. I told Angel, do you have money, Mija? No, I don't have any money. I said, well, let me look. And, and I found enough money to buy a hamburger, an In-N-Out burger. And Joe is looking at me. He's in the back. I said, Joe, I'm sorry. We don't have money. <laughs> we only have enough for a burger, Joe. And he was strung out. And so I got the burger and I cut it in four pieces. I gave one to Stella, gave one to Angel, gave one to me, and gave one to Joe. Do you know that Joe never forgot that? We were living in a certain poverty. And Joe never forgot that. He says, I never forgot that in and out. It was holy. That in and out made me stay when I saw the sincerity of you and your wife cutting a burger for four pieces. That was glory. It didn't seem like glory at the time, but that was glory. Because Joe was strung up for 30-something years, and he became one of my best preachers that I had. He's gone to heaven, but the man was a powerful man, but it took a little burger. You will never know what God's going to use in order to fix you up. Because you're his container. He wants to bring you into a place where it becomes a little easier. A little easier. And here, the weight means this in the New Testament. It means load, abundance, and authority. In the Old Testament, it brings, uh, it brings a different word. It's going down. Going down. And it gives you a picture of a scale when the weight is sliding, when it, when, it, when it goes to one side, and then when you put a little bit on the other side, it begins to level off. And that's what the weight does. You see, your affliction has a weight, but the glory has more weight. Your glory is going to be, your glory is going to outweigh your afflictions. It'll outweigh your afflictions. You won't be the same no more. I used to complain about, how many here have ever complained so much that you get sick of complaining? I used to complain a lot until I found a little secret. The secret was in his word, but the secret was in prayer. I stopped complaining when I started to know who Jesus really was, and then God started changing the way that I was thinking. 
Even, even my own wife and my children would say, something happened to you. Yes, something did happen. God filled my container. Give me a balance that I can keep the glory without chasing it away and learning from the glory of God. In my afflictions, I could learn the glory of God through my afflictions. That's why Paul said, I, I was afflicted three times, but God says, my grace is sufficient for you, Paul. So even Paul going through it as a mature person found out that the grace of God, the glory of God can see you through regardless of what you're going through right now. Yeah. I look at myself in the mirror now and I say, man, that's not chulo now. <laughs> I'm talking about inside, okay? I'm talking about inside because inside I am totally different than I was before. And I could only say God has those afflictions that he brought upon my life, those trials that he brought upon my life has just made me into a better person because I am better and I can help people in a better way because I've gone through all those afflictions. I've gone through all those reference points that I have through all the craziness that I've gone through, I can find out how to deal, deal with people and deliver people so that they can come to wholeness. So that cup brings the balance to each other. And it brings the balance to those balances. That's what I'm trying to say. Hallelujah. Outweighs the affliction. The glory outweighs the affliction. It is so beautiful to be happy. It is so beautiful to not care about anything, knowing that God takes care of everything. Those that have been saved for a while, that you've been around for 20, 30, 50 years, you know very well that you have a testimony that God brought you out of that debt of sin and brought you into a new life. And today you can stand up and say, glory to God. I can praise you with everything I got because you gave me more glory to understand what was taking place. So God takes his time with us and he knows exactly what to do in us when we get to the place. Listen to Isaiah 61, verse 7. Instead of your shame, my people, my people will receive double portion, and instead of your disgrace, they, you will have joy in your inheritance, and so will the inheritance be a double portion in your land, and everything... Everlasting joy will be there. What a powerful statement. I am expecting double portion. Say it with me. I am expecting double portion. Let me read it here because I read it in my writing. For your shame shall have double. And for your confusion they shall, be, shall rejoice in your portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. Into, unto them. So I don't know about you. I'm expecting double. D double for my trouble. Double for my affliction. Double for everything that I've gone through. I am, I am going to be brand new, full of God. It doesn't matter what happens to me. It doesn't matter what takes place. I know that I am receiving double in my spirit all the time. Double in my spirit. It's, there's, nothing like, not, there's nothing like going to the bank and putting your card in there and looking at your, uh, your account and says, man, you got double. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> well, how much more in me? Because out of you comes all the richness of God's glory. 
So when we come to that place, then things begin to change. How many here want double? Okay, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Both of them. Both of them. You could be broke right now, but here, here it goes. Say it with me. In the name of Jesus, I receive double for my trouble. And in the name of Jesus, I know that you're my redeemer and you will cause great things to happen to me because it is the spirit of God that lives inside of me. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for your power and your glory. Now give them a clap offering. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <clears throat> now let me read chapter 4, verse 7. Listen to this. For we have this treasure in earthly vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. For we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not dis destroyed. Always bearing, listen to this, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be manifested in our body. For which cause we live and are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in this mortal flesh, so that death worketh in us, but life in you. Listen to what the Apostle Paul, you got life, but you, so that death worketh in us, but life in you. The sacrifice was the Apostle Paul. We are having, we are heavy, the same, having the same spirit of faith, accordingly as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also have believed and therefore we speak, knowing that he which raises up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Woo. So we're taking somebody to heaven even though it's hurting us sometimes. How many here have ever witnessed to somebody and they didn't pay attention to you? And then later on they came and they got saved and you said, praise God, they got saved. Well, the Lord gave you the reward by expressing who Jesus is through your life. You're the treasure. He's there with you. You're presenting that treasure. And God is doing a work in people, whether you think they're not doing, that God's not doing it, He is doing it. He is not a liar. He will continue to do it, to do it. Your simple little voice of love, your simple little voice of, of really honoring people. Your simple little voice that says you're going to make it no matter what. You're going to accomplish what I told you you're going to accomplish. And pretty soon you find out later that you did accomplish and that God did a work inside of you. And that's why you're sitting here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> so going through trials is a blessing. Some of you can't say that. Say it with me. Going through trials is a blessing. That's why Paul said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So the more you go through, the more you're being developed. The more God is balancing you out. 
the more God is doing. When I looked at these kids today, that's why I cried. I said, man, God, they have gone through hell and back things that I know personally, but today they stand here glorifying your name and saying, I love Jesus and I know that God is moving through my life. In their simplicity, in through their simplicity, God doing a work. I don't know about you, but I love this worship team. I, I, I mean, every time, every time I see Raul, my heart just burns within me. Because nobody knows the story, but yet you can see the story right here. His sacrifice brings in musicians. So I'd rather be a treasure going through all my trial, but the glory is what makes me better. Makes me better because I no longer think the way I used to think. Now I think I got to help my brothers fulfill their task. So don't ever say, hey, I can't do nothing. You can do all things to Christ, which strengthens you daily. So what do I got to say to you? Right now you might be going through it. Tomorrow you're going to be laughing. Because you're going to say, God has been good to me. He provided. He provided. He held my hand. I didn't understand it. But he took care of me. He took care of me. Some of you, the families that I see here, I see your kids. I, I see all of them running around. And I look at them and I say, I rejoice inside my spirit. Because they're growing in the house of God. And they're going to take over where you sit. They're going to sit one of these days, already grown, mature in the things of God. Some of them are going to get degrees. Some of them are going to go on with their life. But it doesn't matter. They were impacted here by all the trials they went through. Mom and dad, well, everything that you went through them, through, through them and for them, they always come out on front. Hmm? So I think that we need to honor the Lord. We need to give the Lord a good clap for what he's done and what he's doing. What he's doing. Now give him a shout. Come on, give him a shout. Thank you, Father. 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 Now tell your neighbor, everything is good in our house. Say it again, everything is good in my house. How many wives have I seen struggle with their husbands and they've been so faithful in the house of God and today their husbands are whole, they're new. And how many times have I seen the husband Waiting for the wives to come through, and, and now she's come through. How many kids and how many people have I heard, I can't get pregnant, and now they're pregnant? Some of your mothers say, I don't want to be pregnant again. That's, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> You're okay. I am talking about the young ones that wanted to get pregnant and they couldn't, and now they are. Why? Because of our light afflictions that we're going through, God puts up with all that. 
and we put up with it. But he trades you affliction for glory. Affliction for glory. Come on. I don't know about you. I, I know what that is. And I am so grateful to God. When I see a soul, I don't see personality. I don't see anything. I just see an individual, what God can do for the individual. And I love them. Like they say in England, in England, I love them to death. Because I know the potential of that individual. I'll never know what it's going to be, but it's going to be powerful. Going to be powerful. There are people in heaven that I think about. And I'm going to stop with this. When I see this young man here standing with his hair clapping, what's his name? Frankie. And his, his, his uh, uncle that passed away. He always used to tell me, I can't wait until I see Frankie serve the Lord. And he left, and, and Frankie's there smiling. And I, I think all the time, man, he's looking down from heaven rejoicing. It was the weight of glory that outweighed every single thing. I want to say to all of you, you are so precious, and you are so valuable. You don't know how valuable you are. All of you, you're valuable. You're more than money. Money cannot buy what God has inside of you and what he has planned for you. No amount of money can do that. But the glory of God can. And you are valuable. Don't ever talk to yourself and say, I'm dumb and I'm not an idiot. You are not dumb. You're not an idiot. You're a child of the king. You're the child of the king.